This is Stories of Strength by MuscleTech, personal and inspirational tales that redefine strength. Welcome back to Stories of Strength, a podcast where we share personal and inspirational tales that redefine strength. I'm your host, Jay Cardiello, and today I'm joined by legend of the squared circle, Tori Wilson. Tori is a model, a fitness competitor, a blogger, and most famously, a former pro wrestler for the WCW and the WWE. She's here to tell us about working in the pro wrestling world, the injury that forced her into retirement, and her story of strength as she recovered and redefined her life. Tori, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So I want to start from the very beginning. You mentioned in interviews that you actually did not watch wrestling as a kid. How did your interest in wrestling then begin? Well, my boyfriend in college was a huge wrestling fan. And uh, so he's kind of the one that like introduced me to it. And we had moved to Los Angeles pursuing acting and my fitness career. And uh, we got invited to go to a wrestling show. And of course, he knew who everybody was. We got backstage, met a bunch of the wrestlers, and uh, one of the wrestlers, Kevin Nash, had recognized me from a fitness magazine and asked if I'd be interested in doing a little storyline. So it started out as like an acting gig, kind of, and it just really snowballed. I just had so much fun. And then, you know, it took a few years before I started learning how to wrestle and take falls and all of that. It blew my mind how hard it was. Wow. And your debut was over 22 years ago on Nitro. In your wildest dream, did you ever think you would still have ties to the business over 20 years later? Never. It's crazy. It is. It is. You've been in the game a long time. Yeah. Wrestling for a lot of people, it can be very nostalgic. They grow up with, you know, there's family bonds watching it with your dad or your brothers and sisters and friends. And, you know, it's really cool that now over 20 years later, I'm like a part of people's childhood. And I hear that a lot. Like they get really nostalgic seeing me. Yeah. And a lot has changed over the last two decades, especially in the women's division. And you had a lot of memorable moments in your career, but the way things are approached with the division, women's division now is very different than when you were coming up in the business. So my question is how rewarding is it to know that you're really a part of the women's evolution and really watching it unfold in a WWE for the last couple of years? Wow. It's really cool to see how far they've come. Anyone that watched wrestling in my era knows that, you know, we push the limits. Uh, there was a lot of scantily clad uh, matches, <laughs> a lot of clothes getting ripped <laughs> off at points. And throughout it all, all we wanted to do was prove that we were athletes. And, you know, it was tricky. And it is an honor that I have been able to, that I am able to be part of that evolution but gosh, they've come so far. It's just like every time WWE calls me back to do something, I'm like, whoa, I, I don't even <laughs> I don't even belong here anymore. But it's just cool to be back for a visit. You were a part of a lot of people's childhood. So congratulations on that. Now, what's very interesting to me is that you're self-proclaimed shy individual. How did you all of a sudden in front of tens of thousands of people become a wrestler? Jay, I don't know. It's really weird. It's just funny how life works. I mean, I would have never, ever dreamed of signing up to go try out to be in front of thousands of people, some 70, over 70,000 at, at some points. It scared the crap out of me. And every night it scared the crap out of me. Every night before I would walk through that curtain, I would have to do breathing exercises. I'd have to talk myself off a cliff. Like I'd have to calm myself <laughs> down. 
And it was so, it was full, full of anxiety, but that's the great thing about the mind and how if we have the will to do something, we can do it. And as soon as I would walk through that curtain, I would just own the character that I was trying to be, which was a bold, badass, Bia, you know, tough girl. <laughs> and um, I had to put on that persona and, you know, fake it till you make it. Once you start feeling that strut, it's a lot easier. Now you experience injury. Can you tell us about your injury, which led you to retiring from the WWE in 2008? All of a sudden my back started really hurting me, my lower back, and it would uh, catch sometimes. I just bend over to pick something up light, like my dog. And I would be huddled on the ground for 45 minutes stuck. I couldn't Ouch. move. And eventually, you know, I did a lot of chiropractic work. The I did some, um, you know, where they pull you, the chiropractor. Tracking? Yeah, didn't really help. And eventually I had to have a disc replaced with a synthetic one. At the time, it was pretty new type of surgery. They went in through my side and uh, replaced it with a synthetic disc. And, you know, all is okay. Definitely working out and staying strong and doing core work has helped me. Anytime that my workouts have started to slide uh, as far as core work, I start feeling it in my back. It's very interesting because I do the same thing. I, I broke my spine back in 1996. I had a, a fusion in the top part of my neck and the lower part of my back and uh, 16 surgeries. And one of the most imperative things for me is core work. So I completely empathize with what you went through. Wow. 16. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of surgeries. Now, a lot of our listeners over are having trouble overcoming obstacles. What's one message you can give someone who is struggling with overcoming an obstacle? I don't know if I could narrow it down to one thing, but you know, a lot of people look at me and they're like, Oh, what have you gone through? Really? Like you've had a great life, but I've had a lot of really hard setbacks and many of them have included choosing the wrong partner. <laughs> Sometimes that can really lead you down the wrong road. You don't have your stuff together. I've lost a business while in the midst of losing that business. I have even let my car go because I just was all in with my business. And what I can say is that sounds cliche, but we always come back stronger. And all you got to do is focus on what's right in the next step. You know, it's really easy to get overwhelmed when we start thinking future, 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 and everything's not going right. But if we just focus on the day we got ahead of us and just work to keep that positive outlook, you know, I know it's super hard, but a big thing for me is just trying to find the silver lining in everything. A lot of negative people would be like, okay, that's just fluff, but you can choose to go through life and look at the positive or what the lesson is, even if you can't find the positive, there's a lesson being taught. Or even maybe I'm being steered in a different direction because that's where I'm supposed to go. So these roadblocks, these no's, this heartache, these mistakes are for me if I choose to let them be for me. Like, or I can have a pity party and be stuck. Yeah, it's going to help a lot of our listeners. So thank you for sharing. I want to move now into about your training, what you're doing now and when you were in the WWE. What was the most challenging part of your training when you were competing in the WWE? Well, it was really hard because training for the ring in the ring is a lot different than just going to the gym and working out. And I love weight training and working out, right? So, and of course I wanted to look good, uh, especially with all of those outfits that we were wearing back in the day that they still wear, <laughs> but the training in the ring is just totally different. And the hard part was we wanted to look good, 
But when you're in the ring and you're taking bumps night after night, it takes such a toll on your body. And um, it's almost like you're constantly just sore. You constantly feel like you just got rear-ended in the car. And so it does affect the workouts in the gym. I mean, you can't help but not. So there's just like a balance. Yeah. What was brought to my attention by our mutual friend, John Layfield, he said that many people don't know this, but traveling was the hard part, going from show to show and being you know, beat up and then having to get on a bus and then travel to the next city. It was actually the traveling that beat him up so much. Yeah, he's right. I mean, yeah, it can be mentally grueling too. You know, you're on the road and you're away from your family. You're missing. I always, I don't know why this one always stuck with me, but like 4th of July barbecues, like I always like miss that. We were always on the road and we'd see fireworks going off. And, you know, I always say the travel was kind of the most exciting part in the beginning, but then it also became the part that, you know, really sucked. Yeah. Now, how does your training differ now from when you were competing as an athlete? I think it's just evolved over time in general. I don't think it has anything to do with not being wrestler. I'm actually doing a lot more, um, functionally. Uh, I do a lot more core work. You know, I do probably a lot more, um, hit type circuits, all things that would have probably suited me better when I was wrestling, but I, I was too tired to do it. <laughs> yeah. And how's your back feeling now? Actually really great. Really great. Any problems, anything, you know, tension or stiffness or tightness in there? No, it's, it always happens when I'm like sitting too much, like long flights or something like that. It'll start to bother me, but I've been doing my core work. So Oh, that's good to you. Now tell us about ToriWilson.com and Fittensity. What inspired you to create these uh, fitness resources? Well, you know, fitness has always just been a love of mine. Even before I got into wrestling, I was doing fitness contests, only a few, and did a lot of fitness modeling. And I wanted a way that I can like add value to people's lives by my own experience, sharing my own experiences. I am a woman over 40 and a lot of women over 40 ask for my help. And, um, there are things that women over 40 believe about themselves and not being able to still get in the best shape of their lives. And I'm kind of out to like set that straight that that's just not the truth. So I, you know, started sharing a lot of fitness tips and stuff like that on social media. And then, um, you know, it's kind of morphed into different variations of the same thing. Like any business started with Tori Wilson fit, and then it went into fit tensity and now it's fit tensity on demand, which is what I really love because I love working out and those are on demand real-time workouts. Wow. That is great. Congratulations on that. And congratulations on the next question I have. What was it like being inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame? Oh my gosh, Jay. It was crazy because I never in a million years thought that was ever going to happen. Especially if you think about like the era that I grew up in and how far the women have come. When I watch Raw, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I could never compete. So like to me, it's just so different and I could not put the two together. But I didn't realize how awesome that would feel to be recognized by WWE. A lot of performers, a lot of wrestlers go their entire careers, their entire lives performing and performing city after city and don't necessarily get to be recognized. So it was really cool. That's amazing. Congratulations to you. Now you've been asked this question a lot of times in interviews, but I have to ask it again. If you were to return to the ring, who would you want your opponent to be and why? Oh my gosh. Well, every time I'm asked this question lately, I say Charlotte Flair. Just, I love her. 
you know, as a person plays a good, bad girl, but really I couldn't go wrong with any of those women. Honestly, I can't think of one that I would have a bad match with because at the end of the day, you are only as good as your opponent in wrestling. True. That is so true. Now I ask this question to all my guests. I'm part of that 5am club. I wake up at 5am. I do an incantation, which I say by December 31st, 2021, IJ cardio will accomplish this by doing this, this, and this. I meditate, I work out, and then I take a nice shower. Do you do any morning rituals to keep your mind sharp or to get your body ready for each day? I do meditate. Sometimes it's only for five minutes. Sometimes it's for 20, never usually above that. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't meditate every single day, but I do get my workout in early. I love doing stairs. So I've got a home gym at my house, our house, and that's usually the first thing I do is my stairs in the morning. To me, it's like a satori, like I'm walking meditation. I just zone out, don't have to think. And uh, I really feel like my just my brain starts working right and I can start my day. Oh, that's amazing. What legacy, Tori, do you want to leave? It's an interesting question. Yeah. I want you to think about this real quick. Think about the, do you want to define your dash, that dash between birth date and death date? So when people show up at your funeral, you're thinking about that legacy that you want to leave to pass on to the next generation. You know, I don't know that legacy is super important to me. I just want people to remember me as someone that lived fully and that was kind, no matter what. I think kindness is highly underrated in this world uh, more and more by the day. And it's super important to me to be kind to other people, even as far as like on social media, the interactions that you have with people, you never know what that interaction can do for someone. And we're all suffering from something and we could all use a smile or a hug or a kind word. Those are the things I think that are really important in life. Not necessarily like my legacy. Yeah. Well, our listeners are going to appreciate that and love that. What does the next chapter look like for you? I'm loving doing uh, what I'm doing and creating different ways to share my love with, for fitness with people. I'm really loving doing my workouts. I actually had just invested in a really cool social media platform called Sage Spot. And I'm really excited about that. It's just, uh, it's a really cool way to connect with people. For me, it'll be about fitness, but I'll be able to do like a 30 day challenge with people and every day go on there and post your workouts and motivation. There's kind of like a, a sifter part, you know, you're not just like on social media, everything you post, anybody can go look at it. So this is kind of like, you're going to pay whatever the person wants to charge for a month. And then you can go in there and have a lot more interaction. Oh, that's great to hear. So where can people find you on social media? On Instagram, Tori Wilson, T-O-R-R-I-E. On Facebook, it's Tori11 and Twitter, Tori11. Oh, that is great. Well, Tori, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an honor to have you. Thanks for having me. Good to see your face. Uh, Take care now, Tori. You too. Special thanks to Tori for being on the show today, telling us about her road to recovery and showing us why even after her time with the WWE, she's still as badass as ever. Please remember to rate the show and leave a review if you've enjoyed it. If you want more stories of strength, be sure to check out our back catalog of inspirational interviews. Until next time, I'm Jay Cardiello and this has been Stories of Strength. 
personal and inspirational tales that redefine strength presented by MuscleTech. 